Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. And let us pray. Father, we are thankful and grateful for a wonderful Sunday. We pray, Lord, that the Holy Spirit will take control of this atmosphere from the beginning to the end. Lord, we commit into the hands of your Holy Spirit. Teach us, minister to us, bless us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Clap your hands together for Jesus and you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Today, I want to um, conclude or con- continue with a message that I started sharing with you last week, um, Sunday. Last week, Sunday, I started talking to you about bearing fruits, bearing fruits. And um, we read a scripture in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 1. Why don't we look at that scripture quickly again, 2 Peter chapter 1 and Verse 1. Um, quickly, it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not no. Second Peter. Second Peter. Second Peter. You don't have that in your Bible? You don't have Second Peter? Okay. I will find it in my own Bible and I'll read it. Okay. They still don't have that. Now they do. Second Peter 1 1. It says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have Obtain like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. This means Simon Peter is writing a letter to Christians, Christians like you and I, who have the same faith through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. The next verse says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. The next verse, according as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9 says, But he that lacketh these things, the person that lacked the things that were listed, he is, he says, he that lacketh these things is blind 
and cannot see afar off and had forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the, the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. Your calling and election sure. Give diligence to make your calling and election sure. Now, I said that it was a letter that is written to Christians. Do you see? You may not think that you are called. But this was not a letter written to pastors. So you are all called as Christians. If you are born again, you have received the same faith, then you are called. And so it says, give diligence to make sure your calling and election sure. To make your calling and election sure. That means that give diligence to fulfill your calling. Give diligence to see your calling coming to pass. Give diligence to do what the Lord is expecting of you to do. And when you do this, he says, for if ye do these things, ye shall never fail. You will never fail. You will never fail in anything. Hallelujah. And then verse 11 says, for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, if you will go back to verse Five in the New um, American Standard Bible, verse 5 in the New American Standard Bible. Do you have that? You have the New American Standard. If you will go back to verse 5, in that version it says, Now for this very reason also, for this reason, and all of this is pertaining to making your election or your calling sure to do the things that Christ has called you to do, to Fulfill the expectations that Jesus has of you as you have received this faith. He says, now for this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith. All diligence in that faith that you have received as a born-again Christian. I am sharing with you a very important message. An important message that many Christians miss in their walk with God. Many Christians take for granted in their walk with God. Amen. Eric, Kofi, and Francis, can you come and sit here, Phil? Come forward. Linda, can you come and sit here? Amen. Wonderful. Salam. Come and sit here so that we don't disturb the people that. And nobody's bag is a church member. So, please. Wonderful. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? For this calling, it says, now for this very reason also, applying all diligence. Do you understand what is diligence? Applying all diligence, carefulness. Applying all diligence, he says, applying all diligence in your faith, in the faith that you have received, supply moral excellence. Do you understand? Supply moral excellence. Now, it means that without moral excellence, you cannot make your election or your calling sure. 
So supply moral excellence. Let there be some moral excellence in you. And then he says, and in your moral excellence, knowledge. Have knowledge about scriptures. Be able to share the scriptures with someone as a Christian. Amen. Amen. Be able to share at least four scriptures so that someone that you meet will give his life to Christ. Christians, you meet people, you cannot even share Christ with them. You don't have any scripture to quote to them. You don't know why they should give their lives to Christ. But the Bible says, for all have sinned. For all have sinned, no matter who you are. And be able to tell the person that we have all sinned and we have come short of the glory of God. Be able to share with someone. And be able to tell the person that the wages of sin is death. That you are going to die without repentance. And you are going to go to hell. You are going to receive reward for your sin. Be able to share that. Have knowledge of this. Have knowledge of that. Without which you cannot make your election sure. You cannot make your calling sure. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? And perseverance. He says, and in your self, he said, in your knowledge, self-control. You must have some self-control. Your mouth, yabby, 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 you, you, no self-control. How can you share Christ with someone? How can you share Christ with someone? Your next door neighbor, your next door neighbor hears you every night insulting your husband and talking, no self-control, insult, and then you, the next morning you say you are doing door-to-door evangelism. And so, in the next morning you go, my sister, you have to give your life to Christ. My bad. You, you can't. Sometimes you fight, you are beating your wife. Beating, slapping, beating your no self-control. And then your next door neighbor comes to separate you. Comes to knock and separate brother. Stop, stop. And then when you finish, you say, and then you turn to him and say, and you give your life to Christ. And then you turn to him, even you, you are you born again? You are asking the neighbor who came to separate you, the neighborhood, you say, Oh, but you do go to church. Are you born again? Give your life to Christ after the fight. After he has separated you. Have some self-control. Amen. And anyone who is born again, anyone who is a Christian, Christ is expecting that you will add add to these things to your life with all diligence. And then go on. The next verse, verse 7. Okay. Um, and in your goodliness, your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. Have some love. Have some Christians be kind. Christians can be wicked. There are so many things you want people to do for you, but you will never do for another person. You will never do for another person. Some of you, when someone is having um, a celebration, uh, adoring, or um, um, anything, funeral, anything, you will never show up. You will never contribute. But when it comes to your turn, you are angry. You are angry that people didn't. Wickedness. Wickedness. For when these things are in you, you can't share Christ. You are too wicked to share love. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? When people are contributing to other things, you see, 
These kind of things, eh? who knew that this brother, he will even ever lose his camera? This nice thing that we are all enjoying in the church, who knew that he will ever lose it? But you see, you will never know when it will be your turn for some people to need to support you. And when it's not that time, you don't think that you will ever need it. Brotherly kindness. Love. And it says, for if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless. That means in Christ, you will never be useless. If these qualities are in you, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You will never be unfruitful. You will always bear fruit. Amen. Amen. For he who lacks these qualities, the one who lacks these qualities, is blind or is short-sighted having forgotten his purification from his former sins. And last week I was showing you a demonstration and I said that, you see, last week when I was coming to church, when I was sitting in my car and then when I got out of my car, there were some of the young men standing at the lot. There were some of the young men directing cars, waiting on people and helping and so on and so forth. And someone had dropped dollars. I mean, no one. There were dollars on the floor. You see, and they were all standing there. Some of them walked. Some of the women were walking. They walked to church. They walked in. They didn't see. And the same place as I was walking, I said, oh. Then I picked one. And then I walked and I saw another one. By the way, the person came to claim them with identification of specifications. Perhaps it was meant for me to collect them otherwise. <laughs> Amen. Were you happy when they, you were able to identify your money? The brother says, oh, I, they were in my jacket and I think I took something out of my pocket and then I think that the Lord just was using your money to confirm the things that I was just sharing about. And after he was done, he gave it back to you. Do you understand? And I was sharing with you that it says that for he who lacks these qualities, that means the person who has not done all he can or she can to acquire these qualities, he must be blind. To not see the importance of acquiring these qualities to enable him or her share Christ. He must be blind. Or he cannot see far. He is short-sighted. Or he or she has totally forgotten that he is born again. That he is a Christian. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I am sharing with you? That he is born again. He is a Christian. He has totally forgotten. Amen. So you see, the Bible is saying that when you do not see the importance of acquiring these qualities to enable you to share Christ, then you must be blind. You can't see far. And so we were giving the demonstration as someone who is walking past a $100 bill on the street, on the sidewalk, and then reaches the $100 bill and looks at it, and then continues to walk on, just looking at it and then walking on, And we saw that the person who was following behind this person, 
Looking at this person who look at hundred dollar bill and walk past it, thinks that the person must be blind, or the person can't see far, can't see what hundred dollar bill can do if you pick it up, or the person has totally forgotten what the value of this paper that is on the floor is. You have forgotten the value of your salvation. Isn't that so? So bearing fruit is something that is very, very important to Christ. We read a scripture in John chapter 15 and verse 8. John 15 and verse 8. The Bible says, Hearing is my father glorified. That means this is how. Hearing. This is how my father. This is how God is glorified. That ye bear much fruit. This is how God is glorified. God is glorified when we bear much fruit. It is not when we sing to him and tell him, Lord, be glorified. You see, this is how my father is glorified. When ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Hallelujah. Many Christians are living unfruitful lives. Many, many Christians live very unfruitful lives. We are born again Christians, but our lives do not bring any glory to God. Because we do not bear fruit. Therefore, our lives do not bring... He says, herein is my Father glorified. This is how God is glorified. When we bear fruit. Hallelujah. Christ brought us in him so that we will bear fruit. The reason Jesus brought us to him, the reason for your salvation, is so that you will also bear fruit. Amen. John 15 and verse 16, he says, Ye have not chosen me. You did not choose Jesus. You are very special. Hallelujah. Gifty. You are a very special daughter to God. He chose you. He says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. I have chosen you. Are we reading the Bible? Jesus is speaking. He says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit. Christ chose you that you will go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit shall remain. And when that happens, he says, Whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. When you go and bear fruit and ensure that your fruit remain, then whatever you ask of God, he he will give it to you. Hallelujah. Some of you have never won even a single soul before. Ever since you became a Christian. Look, just be honest. You have not one one single soul for Christ ever since you became a Christian because you don't have moral excellence you don't have knowledge you don't have temperance perseverance you don't have love you don't have brotherly kindness you can't bear fruit you meet someone you can't share Christ with a person and then you say, um, mm, and the Bible says, um, oh, uh, 
I can't say. The Bible says, um, and then you are messing around like that. Like the Bible says, um, um, you 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 come to come to my church. You come to, you see my you meet my pastor. You come to my church. You can't share Christ with anyone. You can't meet someone on an airplane for a short time and share Christ with a person. You can't. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Some of you have never once a soul. Once we give you a moment, a period, we say we are praying for souls. We are praying for souls. We are binding the devil who has blinded the eyes of many. And so pray at that season. Also try and win just one single. You never even prayed one. And you never made any attempt. And such a person, the Bible says, you must be blind. You must be short-sighted. Am I preaching to someone this afternoon? You must be short-sighted. Some of you, you have never been on the grounds when we are having evangelism. Never. It does not. We can have it at your backyard. You still will not come. We can bring it at, in front of your street. You will still will not come. Amen. It's amazing. Hallelujah. But you see, no one goes through the pain of buying a plant. Say you buy an orange tree. You buy an orange tree, a small seedling tree, an L shrub, and then you plant it and water it and water it, water it, water it, and let it grow. And all the thing is giving you are leaves. Green leaves. Season after season. When you look at other people's trees bringing forth orange, you go to your tree and all you see beautiful green leaves. And it keeps spreading. Leaves, branches, spreading. Is that the reason why you bought an orange tree? And that is a lot of us, what we are doing for Christ. That is what we are doing for Christ. Amen. See, I'm not sure if, if it was you that bought a tree like that, you will continue to water it. You will continue to add nutrients to it. You will continue to nature it. That season after season, all that you are seeing are just green leaves. And they are spreading. Green leaves. No fruits. Hallelujah. Amen. That you go through the pain of digging and planting and watering and all you are getting are green leaves. Jesus went through a lot to save you and I. Christ went through a lot. He paid, the Bible says, he paid a price. He says, you were bought with a price. Precious blood of Jesus. God gave his only son, only begotten son, that you will be saved. And Jesus says, if I have gone through this difficulty, then let a lot of people be saved. Let a lot of people also receive the same thing that you have also received. Bring many to the knowledge of salvation. Hallelujah. And this is what we are doing. We are just giving him green leaves. Green leaves. 
God did not give his precious son to us to shed his precious blood so that you will have a husband or so that you will have a wife. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? God did not give his son so that you will have marriage. That you will have children. Christ did not die so that you have a job. Or you will pass math. You will pass mathematics. Or you pass history. That you are angry. You are angry with God. That you have served Christ. Some of you are angry with God. I have served God all this whole semester and I failed my math. How can it be? And because of that, I'm not singing in a choir anymore. Because of that, even I'm not coming to church. You are angry with the Lord that you have served him all these years. Some of you, you, you say, I've been in the church all these years and I'm not married. Who said that you should be married in your 30s? Or you should be married in your 20s? Who said that God wants you to marry anyway? Who said that? It is you who wants to marry. But what about God's plan for your life? Who, you, so do you even care about what God has ordained for your life? Who said that you should have, you should have a, a job at, on Wall Street? Who said that you should graduate, you have a career? Have you for a moment asked what God wants of you also? Have you asked him? That you are so angry with God. I have asked for this thing all these years. Look at how I serve you. And then you are angry. Hallelujah. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Now I want to point to you that bearing fruit is not the same as singing in the choir. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing? Bearing fruit is not the same as cleaning carpets in the church or decorating the church. Bearing fruit is not the same as recording messages in the church. Amen. Bearing fruit is not the same as playing drums and sweating in the church. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? It's not the same. Hallelujah. Bearing fruit means bringing forth fruits of your kind. That is bringing, that is bearing fruit. Bringing forth fruit of your kind. You see, frogs give birth to frogs. Is it simple? Is it, is it complex to understand that? Jackie, is it complex to understand that frogs will produce frogs? It's not complex. Is it complex to understand that elephants will give birth to elephants? No. Do you expect elephants to give birth to, to, give birth to crocodile or chickens? Is that what you expect? Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Look, only women, only women, real women, true women, 
give birth to children. You can transform yourself and dress like a man, a woman. Do you understand? And let them, you see, it's not just having breasts that makes you give birth to children. Do you understand? Because I have seen men who have breasts. Also. It is not someone who dresses as a woman that gives birth. Do you understand? It is women who give birth to children. So, a true Christian, it is only a true Christian who gives birth to Christians. The fact that you are not able to give birth to Christian should make you question yourself if you are a true Christian. The fact that since you say you are born again, since you became a Christian, you have not given birth to any one single soul, you should question yourself. Amen. Some of you, you say you are Christians, but all the children that you bear for Christ are confused people who bring division in the church, who bring confusion. You have not brought forth any true Christian. And that you should question yourself. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? That when you speak to someone, it turns the person away from Christ. Only true Christians bring forth fruits of other Christians. Hallelujah. When Christ saved you, he was expecting you also to bring forth fruits of other kinds of Christians, other born-again Christians. That is what Christ is expecting of you, to bring forth fruit. The orange tree was not planted to give shade. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? The orange tree was planted to bring forth orange fruits. Fruits. Orange. What we planted, we expect that it will also bring forth oranges. Hallelujah. Is that a cause? Gina. Isn't that so? Do we plant do we plant orange tree and you want it to be green leaves that it gives you shade that you can go and sit underneath is that the reason why you plant orange tree Do you plant orange tree just to decorate your house But that is what we are doing for Christ A lot of us are Christians who just decorate the church Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You decorate the church by your beauty. You decorate the church by cleaning the church. You decorate the church. You make the church a pleasurable place for other people's fruits. The fruit that other people have born, you are making it pleasurable for them to dwell. But you, you do not have your own fruits. You do not have your own fruits. Hallelujah. We just beautify the church. We don't bring forth any fruit of our kind. Is somebody understanding the message that I'm sharing with you a very important message? Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11, verse 12. 
It says, And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. He was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, are you with me? I want all of your attention. No conversation outside of the preaching. I'm the only one who is talking now. So all of your two ears should focus on me, please. He says, and seeing a fig tree, okay, some of you missed because you were talking. Let's go back to verse one. Because of you. He says, on the morrow, on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. Who was hungry? Jesus was hungry. He was hungry and seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, do you hear? Having leaves, he came. If happily, he might find anything thereon. What then was he looking for? Fruits. He was hungry. And he saw a fig tree with a lot of leaves. But he didn't expect only leaves to be on the fruit on the tree. He was expecting fruits. So he came. Happily, he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. He found nothing but leaves. For the time of fix was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it. Unto what? The tree. tree. Jesus, you see, I was looking at this. Jesus answered and said unto it. That means the tree was ministering to Jesus. He said, I have no fruits on me for you. I have no fruits. I have green leaves. If you want salad. But was it because of salad that Jesus went to the tree when he saw it? Did he have salad dressing in his pocket? He was looking for fruits. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. And his disciples heard it. So if you go to Okay, now go on and go on. I believe verse 20. Verse 20. It says, And in the morning, as they passed by, in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. You see, some people don't understand why some churches are drying up. You will not understand why some churches seem to be thriving now. And some great churches seem to have died. Closed down. Big cathedrals have closed down. Because it says that, and in the morning as they passed by, they they saw the fig tree dry up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. The fig tree which you cursed is withered. The leaves have dried out. The roots have dried out. The whole tree is dying. Because it did not bring forth fruit as was expected. Why did Christ curse it? 
Why did Christ curse it? Because he was expecting that you bring forth fruit. He says, I have chosen you and I have called you and I have chosen you and I have ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. You see, when you have watered the tree, you see, this is God, the supplier of rain. And as he has watered this tree and watered this tree and was expecting fruits of it and it didn't bring forth fruit, he cut off the supply. He cut off the supply. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? When, you, when the, the need, when the need for the thing is not there, he cuts off the supply. He cuts off the supply. When a woman stops bearing children, when a woman stops bringing forth children, the supply for bringing forth children is cut off. When the woman stops bringing forth children, the uterus where child formed, it starts to shrink. It starts to shrink. There is no need for adding and supplying. The uterus stops building up layers to hold a child. So the woman stops menstruation. You don't need it anymore. You are not bringing children anymore. And so it starts shrinking. It starts drying up. The supply is cut off. So you are not menstruating. Everything, the ovaries begin to shrink. There are no more eggs being released. What do you need the eggs for? They are for making children. There are no need now because you are not producing them. The supply is cut off. Amen. The supply is cut off. And so you realize, you see, all these women with hips, and they are built like that with strong muscles, with strong pelvic muscles to hold children. And when they stop holding the children, when they stop producing them, the hips begin to shrink, the muscles begin to weaken, and all of these things, they are are working and they are not the same anymore because the purpose for the hips is not to attract you and make it look nice, but it's to hold children. When there is no need for the children, the hips begin to shrink. The muscles begin to wear off. That is why they begin to have uterine prolapse. The muscles are not holding. The muscles are designed to hold the uterus when it is filled with a child. When the child, the heavy child is in the uterus, it becomes heavy. So the woman has strong pelvic muscles to hold the child. When you don't need to produce or to hold children anymore, those pelvic muscles begin to weaken. There's no need to supply it with strength. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So, he stops the supply when you are not fulfilling what you were called to do. He cuts off the supply. He cuts off the supply. Am I preaching to someone this afternoon? He cuts off the supply. Many people come to church and do many things, but they don't have their own fruits. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? You are just providing beautiful green leaves for shades, for other people's fruits, other people's babies to enjoy. You are just providing green leaves. But you were also called to produce your own fruits. Bring forth 
fruit of the same kind. Hallelujah. You are also expected to bear your own fruit. You are also called. It's not just the pastor. You are also supposed to have souls. Someone that you have also witnessed to. Someone that you have shared Christ with. Someone that you have handed a track to. You also are expected. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, looking after other people's babies is not the same as also having your own baby. Do you understand? Looking after other people's babies is not the same as having your own baby. You don't say, oh, I work in a school or I work in a Sunday school and I take care of all these children so I don't need to have my own. Have you heard any woman talk like that before? That, oh, because of that, I don't need to have my own. I work in Sunday school. What is the need? There are a lot of children there so I don't need to have my own. You don't hear women talk like that. That is why you will see even an elementary school teacher, young woman in elementary school in a classroom of 30 toddlers, 30 children, teaching them, struggling, shouting, keep quiet, get up, stop, you can't go to the bathroom, sit down, uh, children. And you see, she goes through all this pain with all these children. But one day, this woman who has 30 children, she sees that even with someone, another woman with two little boys in the house, she can't even control them. She can't even contain them. But this very same woman who is teaching in the elementary school, one day she shows up and she's also pregnant. And then you are wondering, hey! She says, yes, I'm taking care of all these children, but it's not the same as having my own also. I also want to have my own. I'm providing shade for all these children, but I also want to have my own. Hallelujah. Now, just as physical babies are so important to us, so are spiritual babies important to Christ. Hallelujah. So are spiritual babies important to Christ. Many women go through all kinds of things just to have their own babies. They go through all kinds of things. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? They go through all kinds of things. Many women, I heard of a story where a woman wanted a child and they have to, they, 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 they took her to a place and they let a snake enter into her. Enter. They say the snake is going to do some purification inside so that you can. And the woman is willing to go through that so that I can also have my own baby. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Someone wanted to have a child. She was willing to stay in bed, lie in bed, no move. You need to pee, here's the pee. You need to do this, here's the do this. You need to do that, here's the do that. Everything in the bed. Just so I also can have my own baby. And just as important. You see, that thing, that thing, God placed in us. Do you understand? 
You see, that is why you will find an executive, a woman who is an executive, a woman who is a vice president, a president, a woman who is so busy with life, you think that she's so content, she doesn't need anything in life, and still she is also willing to have her own baby because God placed that thing in us. He placed that thing in us. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? He placed that thing in us. And so she's going through so much. She sees how people are struggling with their children. She sees how people are struggling to maintain them. She sees that this person wanted the baby so badly and she has the baby now. And she is even ready to give the baby to you for the weekend. Take, take this child. Please take them. Keep them for the weekend. They are willing. You see, they want but when they have take bring and then the weekends you bring them back on Sunday hey they have come you see and then they are asking can you take them for another three days can you take them for another three days please keep them for and but you, you see and you wonder you, you see not the same person who wanted the children so badly you see God has placed that thing in us that as difficult as it is to even keep them and to maintain them, as difficult as it is to bring them out, we still want our own also. We still want our own. And that, that also, that also, that, you see, he said, he, he said and he made them male and female and blessed them and said, he said, be multiplied and be fruitful. You are being fruitful and multiplying. He said, he, said, he blessed them and he spoke this blessing unto them. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It is something that is in us. That is why we desire it. That is why we want it. Because it is something that he has placed in us. Hallelujah. And so are spiritual babies. So are spiritual babies. Just as it is. If you read that scripture, it says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and I have ordained you. I have ordained you that you should also go and bring forth fruit. He has placed that thing also in us. But you see, you are blind and you are short-sighted. That is why you are not doing all diligence. You are so in the physical. That is why in the physical you want these babies so much. But in the spirit, you are so blind. You are so short-sighted. You have forgotten that a price was paid for you. And so you don't care about spiritual babies also. You don't care about spiritual babies. And so he says, do all diligence. All diligence. All diligence. And add to your life the qualities that will enable you also to have these babies. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you this afternoon? All that you can to have these babies. Hallelujah. I have so much to share with you. But let me just read one more scripture with you. Ephesians chapter 2. 
You see, if you do not understand how important bringing forth, you see, without us, without us, you see, if all of us, can we imagine, can we imagine that if all of us were to say we don't want to have babies, everyone is resigning and saying that the way it is now for raising children, the cost of living and uh, all the troubles that they bring us, and children, they bring us trouble. You say you want peace, your child will not give you peace. Oh, yes. And we see all of that. Do you see? We see all of those difficulties. We see all of those challenges, but we still want them. Now, can you imagine that we all have resolved and we say we are resigning from having children. We cannot be continuing to suffer and be going through all these things anymore. What will happen to the creation? It will wither. It will wither. Then there will be no need for the uterus to build up and the things to be strong for. And we will all wither. And by the time you realize, the creation is ended. There's no one living after. I mean, how long do you think you are going to live? Okay, let me give you 100 years. 100 years. So after 100 years, ask yourself, where will all of us be? Right now, all of us that are here, the youngest probably that is amongst us is about 18. Isn't that so? Or 17, 16, 19. Yeah. Okay? So let's add 100 years. That after 100 years, you will be 119. Gray-headed young woman. Can you see yourself after 100 years? Yeah. Your eyebrows are gray. <laughs> You'll be asking me for my glasses. Do you see? After 100 years, none of us will be here. And if we do not continue to have children, then the creation will vanish. And so, God has placed that desire, that hunger, that thirst for having children. You see, look, the children that we want so badly, look, you, when you have, I mean, you think about it. Think about it. Why do we want children so badly? Why do we want them? Why do we want them to go through all the hassle, raise them? I mean, look at how it is when they are babies. I have had children pee in my mouth before. As I am changing their diapers. They just spring. I didn't know that when you are open, you have to cover it with a style. Do you understand? These boys that are walking around, they are peeing in my mouth. And then someone was laughing at me. He says, when you were taking it off, expect this thing to spray out. But I didn't know. I just freely just take the diaper and then by the time I realized. I mean, we go through all of this. When the woman wants to go out, you just want to go to the store. You went to do your groceries and then as you are cooking, you just remember that you didn't get margarine. And let me run to the store to grab it. You have to collect the children. You have to collect the children. I'll bundle them and won't be tired you if it is winter. In winter, put their coats on. You are just going to pick up butter. You bundle them up and bundle them, and then as you are going, you, you just go to the store to pick up butter. As you are going, you remember that I didn't take extra diaper, and then you went, you go back. 
and then let me take uh, my diaper bath. And as you are coming, you say, hey, I left the bottle warming up because you never know the child is going to start crying. And then you go back and get the bottle. You see, you are packing like you are traveling. It's not easy. And if you have twins, I don't know. <laughs> but you see, as soon as these ones come out, we want another one. We want another one. It is something that God has placed in us. It is something that God has placed in us. And in the same way, he says, I have called you. I have chosen you. And I have ordained you. Just as I ordained you to bring up physical babies, I have also ordained you that you will bring forth fruits. Spiritual babies. But the reason why, the reason why, and as I was sharing with you, spiritual things, they are like that. There are forces that are fighting you. There are forces. The reason why you don't like to go for evangelism, the reason why you don't like to witness to someone, because there are spiritual forces. There's an enemy who is also have opened his mouth wide to take many to hell with him. And so anyone who is not interested in this, who does not see the value of the precious blood of Jesus Christ, the Bible says you are blind, you are short-sighted, or you are forgotten this precious price of Jesus Christ. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand to your feet. Thankful and grateful for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you are waking us. You are waking us, oh God, to our calling. The reason and the purpose why you have kept us here. The reason why we are still alive today. The reason why we are still here today. You say you called us unto great works, unto good works. We pray, Lord, that we will live to fulfill the calling that is upon our lives. We pray against fruitless lives and fruitful lives. We pray against any life of uselessness. Father, may we not be useless in Christ. May we not be unfruitful in our work with you. But Lord, give us the grace to bear forth fruit. To bring forth fruits. Fruits of our kind. To also bring forth souls, born again Christians. Give us that ability. We cancel every fear and intimidation. Anything that prevents us also from witnessing. Anything that prevents us from sharing Christ with others. Anything, any fear, any intimidation that prevents us, Lord, from sharing Christ. This afternoon, Lord, we nullify and remove them and condemn them from our lives. We ask for the spirit of boldness with our friends. May we have the spirit of boldness. May we have that ability to add to our lives virtue, moral excellence. Lord, help us to live morally in the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord, to have self-control. Self-control in our lives. We add self-control with all diligence. We add knowledge with all diligence. Give us the Holy Spirit to teach us the gospel message. In the name of Jesus. Let us have love. Brotherly kindness. For we say if all these things be in us. It make us neither barren or unfruitful. 
it makes us not useless we are thankful and we are grateful for your word in the name of Jesus with all eyes closed and every head bow if you are here this afternoon you want to give your life to Jesus you want to receive Christ as your savior as your personal savior you personally not a group you are not here as a friend as a family as a as a, in a group you are here individually as far as Christ is concerned but if you know that you have not given your life to Christ you are saying pastor i want to receive jesus christ as my savior i want to welcome jesus christ into my life it is the reason why christ died and if it was just you alone you alone so that you don't go to hell the bible says that you have sinned all of us have sinned we have come short of the glory of god and the bible says the wages of sin is death god has a gift for you the gift of eternal life he says if you will receive jesus christ this afternoon he's knocking at the door of your heart he's knocking and he's calling in and he says i want to come into your life if that is you you want to receive jesus christ into your life wherever you are with all eyes closed and every head bow wherever you are just lift up your right hand and i'll pray with you you are saying pastor pray with me i want to give my life to jesus is there anyone here like that you want to give your life to jesus you want to receive jesus christ as your savior god bless you brother god bless you i see your hand is there anyone else you want to receive jesus christ as your savior anyone else anyone you want to receive jesus you say i don't want to die and go to hell beloved it is real if you will die today you will go to hell if you were to die today you will go to hell is there anyone else you want to join this great moment you want to come you hear a still small voice it is that voice that is welcoming you to salvation anyone here else anyone else is here to receive jesus christ anyone else it's not too late come forward perhaps you come to church but coming to church is not the same as being born again you need to receive christ as your savior and we are ready to do that right now so if you want to join lift up your hand and i'll pray with you i'll pray with you i want you to say this after me brother and i want the whole congregation to join and say this say lord jesus thank you for dying for me i believe you are christ i believe you are the son of god i believe you died for my sins I believe you rose again on the third day. This afternoon, I come to you with a heart of repentance. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Wash me with your blood. Lord Jesus, please wash me with your blood. Purify me. This afternoon, I welcome you into my life. I welcome you into my heart. Be my Lord be my master be my savior please write my name in the book of life thank you jesus for saving me in jesus name father we are grateful and thankful for your child your son who has come to you this afternoon lord you say if anyone will come to you you will by no means 
cast a person out. Lord, this afternoon, the heavens rejoice because your child who was once lost has found you. I pray for a hedge to be built around him. Keep him, protect him, preserve him. Let not the enemy have a hand in his life. May he always walk with you and may you walk with him. As he has drawn near, may you draw him closer and closer. We are grateful and thankful in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.